Hi, everybody, and welcome to Avari Presents On The Go, a podcast covering topics to help you successfully run your life insurance business. I'm Deanne Brinton, AVP of Advisor Experience and Sales Innovations here at Avari. And being a lifetime student, I love learning something new every day. That's my hope for you today, to glean some insight, find a new idea, or just renewed focus on a part of your business. Welcome, everybody. So excited you joined us today for Storytelling in Business. We're joined today by Tara Muir, who's a learning consultant here at Avari. Tara and I have worked together for a number of years. We've had great opportunities to share lots of different things. And the one thing I'm so excited about Tara sharing with us today is her insights on adult learning. That is her expertise. If you haven't had an opportunity to hear from Tara before, please go on avari.ca, check out the Avari Presents uh, On Demand, and you're going to find some personal development opportunities where Tara has shared a lot of that great information. Um, Tara, we're going to ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. So just before we get started, welcome, very happy to have you. And yeah, over to you and tell us a little bit about Tara. Thanks so much, Deanne. I'm excited to be here. And this is fun to be on a podcast. Um, Me as an individual, I am a huge lover of all things nature. Uh, I love to do things in all seasons. I camp, I snowboard, I get outside. I just even just like to lay in the grass at times. (laughs) And uh, I have a dog, I have two kids, uh, I sew, I run. So I really try to... um, try new things like in the idea of lifelong learning um, I think it's it's enjoyable for me to you know learn something new and, and create things and even in my work it's kind of part of what I do we do build a lot of e-learning for advisors and uh, it's really got that sense of completion and to put something out in the world so I know that you know folks like you listening are able to take that information and apply to your business. Fantastic. Oh, I'm so glad you're here today. So let's talk about storytelling. We're going to hear um, a number of different aspects of the importance of storytelling. And for those of you who haven't really thought about this in your business, I think this is going to be, a, a, again, a great way to glean a, a unique insight into your own personal development and how you relate to your clients. So to kick it off, um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, today, you know, why storytelling is so important to us humans. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Tara, to tell us a little bit about setting the tone for this chat. Right on. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, storytelling is, as you say, very important uh, to us as humans. Um, So we're going to talk today a little bit about how it works and how we can get better at it. And this today's content comes from uh, Corn Ferry. They're an international organizational development consultancy group, and they create a lot of uh, learning and development content. And they've actually won a lot of awards for it. And we delivered this uh, as an Avari Present session. Deanne mentioned the on-demand. So if you wanted to go and watch the whole thing, you can. But we'll get into the content a little bit around, you know, how it works and how we can get better at it and why it's so important to us as humans. Fantastic. And you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, just thinking about, um, you know, your comment then, and you know, why is it that we humans like to tell stories? As humans, we are hardwired uh, to tell stories. Our cultures support them. It's really a communication tool that helps us um, enhance meaning, the impact and energy behind ideas. It, it really brings them to life. So, you know, we're hardwired for them, but we can also use, them, use stories in business. They can transform traditional business discussions into exchanges that really capture the imagination and build commitment, which I think is really important for you as advisors. And as I mentioned, you know, many cultures have oral traditions and are story-based, right? A lot of our indigenous cultures here, 
these stories are used to convey information, uh, teach lessons, and connect. So not only are our brains hardwired to receive and process information, but this is also reinforced through culture, you know, our sense of self or personal identity. And we also use stories in entertainment. So from a cultural perspective, stories teach us the rules of our world and our place in it. And I mean, if we really think about it, our lives are just really a series of stories uh, strung together, right? We all have our own personal stories that we have as, you know, touch points or points in our life that we can remember. Uh, and it's it's just part of being human, really and truly. That's Yeah, that's so true and, and fantastic. You know, and I think about um, how we have so many different ways that we consume information and that, you know, we're, we're communicating with each other. Um, and even in the way that people communicate with each other, you know, my, my version of social media may be very different than yours, even mm-hmm. though that, you know, we could be on the very same same platform. Um, and it was just interesting that I, uh, what came to me when you were making those comments, Tara, and I, I you know, would love to get your thoughts on this too, but, you know, with so, so many of us uh, using technology, to communicate, um, I think storytelling really helps us create a, sort of a context around yeah. that experience because, you know, you're not necessarily going to be sitting in a unique office or going to someone's place of business or in their family home where that oftentimes would create the context for conversation. I think storytelling can really enhance that, especially if you're utilizing technology in your business to do meetings and to have those kind of client conversations. So just, you know, love to, love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think it also makes us more relatable if we have the context, you know, for what other people are experiencing or going through or how they live life or where they work and what they deal with and what they do. It it They're relatable, right? We yes. all hear a story and we go, oh, yeah, that reminds me of a time or, oh, yes, I've totally been there. So I think that's, I agree. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how stories work. Let's start well, from there. Yeah, sure. From the basics. So when when we tell stories, we're really trying to create a picture for the listener, right? When we create um, images in someone else's brain, the listener, we're tapping into the visual cortex. That's a deeper part of the brain with better retention, um, where it's more memorable. And that's where stories from a business perspective become more interesting. And really the best stories tap into the parts of brain of the brain responsible for emotion, which further adds to the impact on memory. So stories bring to life um, the information you want to share. You know, data alone doesn't have the same power as the combination of words, data, images, and emotions, right? We we internalize it and stories help us process information. Um, and internalize it and help us make sense of the world. Um, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard um, Keith Leach, for example, when he talks about, he he gives a lot of information in the form of stories, right? We identify oh. with it, we have a picture, it bring, bring up some emotion for us and that sticks with us. Fantastic. You know, and, and I was just thinking for, for everyone on, on the go today, listening to the, the podcast, you know, when you think of stories, it doesn't necessarily have to be sort of a, a beginning, a middle and end, like the three little bears. Um, stories can be, like you said, just the attachment of something. If I were to describe someone to somebody, um, they're going to understand and, re- and remember that person as an example, if you have a story around it. So I could say, you know, Tara is a learning consultant at Avari. But then when you told your story and you shared with people, someone's going to connect to that and say, oh, you know what? I also, too, really love nature. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. the person who mentioned that they really like nature. So like you said, it doesn't have to be sort of, you know, that, you know, book front, middle and back to every single story. Right. We we, Every time we describe this, it, it creates a story around, you know, that connection. Yeah, good point. 
What places do you stories have in business and work life? So, um, you know, thinking about what you do, right? If you could get your colleagues or your clients to not only sit through a business presentation, you know, or a meeting where you're bringing forth a new product or a new solution, but actually remember what you said after you left, you know, how much would that impact your effectiveness? Yeah, it's kind of a rhetorical question because it, it would, right? If people can remember, and they're not going to remember all the details that you know as an advisor, the technical aspects and different things, but if it's woven in a way that tells a story, and to Deanne's point, it doesn't have to be like a, a an epic saga, but it, you know, we we're going to remember that just because of the way our brains work. So using stories in business is no different than the reasons we use stories in other places, right? Um, as we talked about earlier, you know, we use stories to educate, to relate information in a memorable, memorable way, to engage others, and to create that emotional impact so you have that lasting impression. So in business, it's no different. It's just that you're telling it about a different topic. You know, you are striving by weaving stories into your communication to keep the listener's brain engaged. And that's why stories have engaged people throughout history, you know, to impact, to impart some valuable information, um, you know, to help them survive or to connect or to better understand one another. So I think they have an important part in business. And if to Deanne's point, if you could weave them in so it's not a, you know, doesn't have to be a very long saga story, as I mentioned, just weaving it in in a way that's relatable to your clients for them to actually remember some of that information that, you know, you need them to act upon, make a decision, uh, review a product, then I think you're, you're going to see an impact. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's almost aligned to, you know, sort of what we call a, a herding mentality. You know, we'll often suggest that, you know, when you're talking to someone new, you know, make a comment like, you know, many of my clients have felt that way. But with storytelling, you can take that mm-hmm. to the next level, right, Tara? Yeah. So you could say, you know, many of my clients have felt that way. In fact, you know, what comes to mind is this one client who, you know, we chatted and and this was, you know, something going on or so, you know, what many of my clients have had this type of experience. You don't have to single anybody out necessarily, but I really like where you're going with the storytelling because it is really connecting to you know that uh, that kind of communication that um, that we need to see happening with our advisors mm-hmm. okay we're going to move a little bit further along and I have a question here that uh, asks can anyone tell a story I'm sure anyone can tell a story <laughs> I guess you know I mean we all do how good of a story can you tell <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know uh you know, I do, you know, we all have, I'm sure, folks in our lives, and I do personally, where they they tell all very long stories, maybe not necessarily landing the plane to get to the point. So, I mean, truly, we all do tell stories, but to your point, Deanne, is like, how well do we tell them? And we'll talk about that in a little bit, you know, but we, we, we all tell stories. Um, we tell stories about what was wrong, what happened, what we did. You know, uh, we tell stories to you know bring information to life. Again, thinking about you as an advisor, I'm sure you all do this already. To what Deanne just there shared, you know, with an example of uh, you know I was with a client this one time, and this is how it went. I'm sure you're already telling stories uh, in your day to day life, uh, but we definitely. You know, we definitely as humans tell a lot of stories and anyone can, you know, and actually neuroscience um, says it shows us that most of our memory is reconstructed and altered based on the stories we tell ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Those internal stories. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure anyone can tell stories, but I think we want to make sure that we're 
you know, paying attention to when we use them and how we use them. Absolutely. And creating that impact. Um, so when it comes to business, you know, and this is really where I want to make sure whoever's listening, uh, you know, is getting engaged in, in where we're going, because we want to ensure that, you know, the stories we tell, especially when it comes to business are worth, worthwhile and well-crafted. So can you give us some some tips around, you know, uh, how people can start to think about, you know, really creating their story and, and crafting in a way where it's most effective? Sure, absolutely. You know, and it is, as you say, it's important to understand where you're going with your story. Um, I made the reference to, you know, land the plane. I do like I uh, have storytellers in my life and you're sort of listening. To, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyone, if little kids in your life is very, sometimes very long, <laughs> they're learning to get to the point, right? So, you know, the point of a story is to take those typical message and, and bring them to life and engage people's minds and evoke their emotions to transform those traditional business interactions and exchanges into something that really captures the imagination. So you you do, I mean, you don't have to always, to your point, they don't all have to have a beginning, middle and end. You do don't want to make sure that you know where you're going. And if you are telling uh, a longer story, be it during a presentation, a longer uh, discussion, I would give some thought to that, you know, make sure sort of, you know, where you're heading with it. And it, it should have enough background and key facts in the beginning to set the stage, if you will, so that the listeners understand what's where you're where you're going. And then in the middle is really where what happened. Those are the details. This is, you know, you're along the road, you're going down the path of the story. This is the, the main characters really delivering the scene. And then finally, you know, what's the lesson? What's the meaning of it? You know, what changed because of this? story this interaction that you're describing to really again understand where you're headed so that and and I do it too where I'm talking and get off on a tangent and you know talk about something completely different than what I was originally speaking to with especially with a friend or family member so it happens but I think in business we really want to make sure that we're clear on where we're going before we set out Yes, yeah, so unlike our best friend conversations we have where we start one place and 45 minutes later, we were like, where do, what did we start talking about? Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. These stories are, like you said, they're designed to convey a message. And, and you know, I, I think about that an awful lot too, right? What's mm-hmm. the message versus what are the words? Um, and one thing I would share with uh, with everyone today that you know, if you if you don't believe in storytelling, um, there is one that I told on a regular basis when I was wholesaling and uh, and talking about critical illness insurance. Um, and I can share the story. It is my best friend, and she's asked me many many times to tell as many people as I can um, the story of her husband Jeremiah, who was diagnosed with cancer a year after they got married, and they were probably in their early 30s. Um, and he had a really rough time, and he did survive. He had a bone marrow transplant, and he actually. Um, spent another 10 years with us and did quite well for that period of time. Mm -hmm. And during that time, you know, I would ask her often, you know, they they didn't buy critical illness back in the day. Um, I don't even know if they knew about it. And, uh, you know, I'd ask her why she hadn't bought it. And she said, oh, you know, I think we'll be okay. And, you know, money's tight and whatever, all the reasons that we tell ourselves around, you know, these kind of situations. And uh, anyway, fast forward, she did decide one day to to get it. And I asked her, I said, you know, what, what made you change your mind or what made you decide to to get this? And she said, I think I just finally realized that lightning can strike twice. Hmm. And I would tell Hmm. the story often because, you know, it it just kind of relates that randomness factor. Right. Um, And she said, you know, I kind of wore the badge of I'm the widow. 
after her husband did pass away um, many years later. And she said, you know, it's you sort of feel like it's never going to happen to you because you've already sort of done it right. You made your quota. Uh, and life experience. So like, you know, it can't possibly happen. And and then with maturity and, and time and different circumstances, you know, she, she kind of came to that decision. And I shared that an awful lot with advisors. Um, and it's a, it's a tough story, but it's a really interesting um, understanding of the value of these types of products and how it can hit home. What I want to share with the group today, and, and I hope you don't mind me indulging a little bit, um, Tara, is that, you know, fast forward, when I run into financial advisors and insurance um, agents and, and all the folks I've worked with in this industry all these years later, um, they they don't ask me about critical illness coverage with Avari. They ask me how Candace is doing. Hmm. That's the only thing they've ever asked me. <laughs> so, you See, know, it really a- does hit home in terms of what storytelling does, right? As right. humans, the connection that they had to me was that I shared that story with them. And I hope that they shared it with their clients and their prospects and the people they care about too, right? And that's a great so. example of the impact that you shared with me and all of us listening around the emotion. And as you're telling the story, I had a picture in my mind because I've had a loved one who suffered many loved ones from cancer. And so I had that picture in my mind, you know, of, oh, geez, what's that like? Oh, and added that's her husband. And so I right away connected. That's that. That's what happened. And I love that you gave the resolution and, and shared her individual feelings on it. It really makes it more relatable and it, it works. Yeah, the stories really work. Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about the stories, and you know, some people in this industry are masters at it. And you know, you mentioned our friend Keith Leach, um, who really understand, you know, what storytelling means to to their business, and really have, you know, kind of uh, almost categorized them. Um, I'd like to go down that road a little bit, just to get your thoughts on, you know, uh, is there a way that you can sort of have your your menu of stories or the way that you want to tell them and those types of things to just help people start to, you know, um, get a process together in terms of how they would weave storytelling into their business? Yes, yes, Deanne, that's a good point. Because if we're, you know, we're trying to practice or we're learning, we want to get better at this, because they say there are masters out there. Um, This content, as I mentioned, from Corn Ferry, they define it, uh, have four categories, four story types, um, bridging the gap, an analogy, evidence or results, and the hero's or heroine's journey. So if you will talk a little bit about them, but to get more detail around these story types, I would head back to the on-demand recording of Avari Presents on storytelling because we really got into deeper in in these four types. But bridging the gap takes the listeners from the present to the future to demonstrate the need for change. So I would say the story you told us, Deanne, you know, was partly bridging the gap because it was a, you know, you're talking about the past and then the fast forward to the future of your friend Candace and where the need was and the change in her view towards that product. Then there's also the analogy and analogy helps the listener to see the content in in a different view. This is really great to compare or explain a technical, more complex topic or idea to a commonplace everyday item. So an example I use in my work as a learning consultant, uh, we build uh, e-learning or online learning and it lives on a learning management system or an LMS. And so I'll describe the LMS as, you know, a cupboard with a door and the door might have some messages about what's inside. And then you get to open the door and take out your course, which is, you know, your book or uh, the, you know, pictures or the video that you then 
engage with, you put it back in your closet door and it keeps track of what you did. So that's that's a that's a version I like to use when I'm explaining what an LMS is in my work. And I'm sure you have many that you use today in a more technical way around products. Then we're, there's the using evidence or results. Um, and this type of story shows the listener that there is a solution to their problem, right? It's been done before and it can be done again. So Dan used this example as well. You know, I understand you feel that way. I had a client recently and this was what they went through and here's the results. And then finally, the hero or heroine's journey. And this is really the call to action. And so this is, you know, overcoming big obstacles. This is where you can really draw in the you know, emotion and the pictures and get people to relate to help, you know, them overcome the similar challenge. So that's those, the four types of stories. And that's, that's corn fairies content, but I also find them really relatable. It helps me to go, oh, you know, the story I just told was uh, bridging the gap, or it also helps me to notice when I use one type of story more than the other, or to think about when I could, you know, use an analogy, like for example, as an advisor, you may have clients who struggle with a particular product or topic. Is there a way to explain that with an analogy that makes it more relatable? And I, I love that you're you're going down that road. Um, you know, we we often use jargon and we know this terminology. And I, I think many folks have heard me joke around about, you know, my first words were Abba Unda. And my brother gave me a birthday card when I turned 40 many years ago now. And it said uh, ACB and NCPI and defined contribution pension plan. And he said, and 40 years later, I still have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that alone was, you know, was a, always so funny to me that he would say that. And so true of our industry. But but like you said, to take it to the next step, you know, using plain language is one thing, but using analogies to help explain things. So, you know, I put a little challenge out here uh, to anyone listening today that when you're thinking about, you know, describing something to someone who may not have any idea what exactly these products are and how they work, to use analogies. You know, think about a story that helps someone understand the difference between term and perm. You know, we use that all the time in our business. But what does that actually mean? Is it a ladder that you climb up on a term policy because every 10 years or every 20 years there's an incremental increase? And, and like you said, tell the story and describe it to people. So they really understand what uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then I also love what you said, too, about, you know, sort of the uh, – you know, the, how the hero grows and changes and, you know, creating a journey for people, right? Um, you know, many advisors have said to me, Tara, over the years that, you know, how do you know if you've done everything you're supposed to do? Um, and so, you know, you can't solve all, all the problems in, in one time. It is a journey in that long-term relationship with your clients and, and tell that story, right? Tell the story of how it starts here and then it grows and grows over the years and how you work together to create those solutions. Um, I think that that creates, you know, that story and that comfort and that connection for people in their relationship uh, with their clients, right? Agreed. So we've got another question for you. How can we improve our storytelling abilities? This is good. I'm really the simple answer to me is is practice, right? That's a simple answer, but it 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 sounds simple, but it's not. And when mm -hmm. we uh, delivered this as the Avari presents. A lot of folks asked, you know, same question, like how can I improve it? And one of the things, you know, I've really learned about storytelling is watching others who are, you know, masters who are really good at it. Uh, so watching those good storytellers and mimic what they're doing. Mm -hmm. We can also ask for feedback. So if you have uh, 
a, a trusted colleague, even a family member, to your point, Deanne, your brother, who doesn't understand those terms. To this day, I still don't know what, you know, ACB and different things are. Ask for feedback, right? Tell a story to somebody who doesn't have any idea what you're talking about in the first place or any exposure to your business and say, does it make sense? Uh, ask, you know, what pictures came to mind? What emotions did you feel? Where could I improve it? How could I, how could I explain this complex topic of, of UL better? you know, in using mm -hmm. an analogy. So I would say practice. And that feedback, watch your good storytellers. Think about where you're headed uh, with the story. So no sort of, not necessarily completely scripted, but have an idea of where you're headed and when you can use it. And, and I love to use humor when appropriate. Again, it connects us to the listener, adding in your own experiences, truthful own experiences that make sense at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And using inflection, your voice, right? Uh, as we're recording, you can't see me, but my hands are flinging about. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, you know, and so those kind of things, using your body language, making eye contact, they're all important. And I would, I would absolutely just encourage you to practice. I mean, you can even try and tell it to yourself in the mirror. How did that feel? You know, do yeah. I need to add some more detail here or take some away? So that would be my suggestion and check out things like, uh, TED, TED Talks online. There are so many amazing storytellers on uh, TED Talks because they've practiced, they've they've honed it, they've really refined their craft. But, you know, I would invite you to go out, listen to others, practice and, and mimic. Watch other advisors or storytellers who, you know, you really admire and you love how they do it and try it out. Just practice what they're doing, mimic what they're the specific things that they're doing to be a good storyteller. And yeah, I would just say practice. Yeah, absolutely. Have those stories ready. You know, for, for some advisors that uh, are, are newer to our industry, you know, I've, I've often had um, them ask me, you know, well, what, what if you don't have a story? You know, what if you've never delivered a death claim and you don't have that impactful story or you haven't really had, you know, enough experience? It's okay to borrow from others. You know, we joke yeah. around a lot of time. We say, you know, use use the articles that we produce. Don't write your own um, because we've taken the time to make sure that they're compliant and that they've gone through legal and that, you know, all the words make sense and, and are going to be, you know, okay to use with your clients. Well, it's the same thing with stories. You know, um, I think it's okay to share other people's stories. You don't even have to mention the name. You know, I was once told a story is a great way to start it right? where you can share something that maybe not necessarily in your experience. Um, but just, you know, getting back to that, that practice, you know, athletes spend 90% of their time, um, you know, training to, to go out and perform 10% of the time. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a big number. So you imagine if we all practiced that much, to go out and do our very best when we're actually in its go time, right? We're in front of those prospects and clients and, and really wanting to create that impact and, and change their life and help them, right? Mm -hmm. um, so with that, um, I think that we have had a great experience today. Tara, thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having um, me. Everybody, no, my pleasure. Everybody, please do check out our learning center here at Avari. Um, you can log in. You can hear you know, more podcast content. You can hear Avari Presents content. You can learn from the courses that we have. Um, we really appreciate your time today, Tara. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Deanne. It's been great. Thank you for listening to Avari Presents on the go. I hope you found this episode useful for your business. Stay tuned for our next episode dropping shortly. Until then, if you like what you've heard, tell your friends and colleagues, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform.